Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome to our equipping podcast. We have a special episode for you today. It is Halloween Throwdown. We want to talk about. (laughs) We want to talk about uh, how uh, different Christians have a perspective on Halloween, and and that season's coming up. So we want to help you think biblically about those things. So we got uh, Michael Rhodes, Matt Hofer, and Matthew Morkin with us. What's up? Hey, what's up? We're going to talk about before we just jump right in to the heated debate and rowdy conflict that's going to unfold. Uh, also, Sam brought us candy for the festive spirit of Halloween. So if you see hear rappers, that's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> so what's an, what's an update, guys? What's going on? What's new in your life before we start fighting? Sam just gave me a Tootsie Roll, and he's my new best friend. Matthew um, is in heaven right, right now. Did, I, I wish everybody could have seen Matthew's facial expression when he just saw the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> tootsie Rolls is like one of the worst kind of candies. Why? Are right, we before supposed, we get into pre-fight? whether Christians should even celebrate Halloween, what is the best and worst kind of candy you could get on Halloween? I don't want Twizzlers. Worst is those like black and orange wrapped Whatever they are. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't even know what they are. Right? <laughs> Whatever they Whatever are. They are. Charleston Chews? No. No, no, no. They're not even labeled. It's just a black and orange wrapper. <laughs> no yes. thanks. No thanks. Are you fans of candy corn? Uh, eh. It's all right. I mean, I'll, I'll do I'll Snickers or, or Reese's are, the, are my favorite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Great. Peanut M&M's, peanut butter M&M's, no dots, no Whoppers. Well, None of that I stuff. do dots. Not no, the Whoppers, but I do dots. Milk duds, anything gummy is a win. Mm. Yeah, sure. Tootsie roll. You're a big gummy bears fan. Three hundred sixty-five right? days a year. Like, you're like, like a big fan. Team. Oh yeah, I root for the gummy bears anytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love gummy bears, gummy worms, sour patch kids, tootsie rolls. That's that's like that's the kind of candy banks hand out. <laughs> that's not good. It's what? parade candy. It's whenever parade. I, it's, yeah, you whenever throw I that go and they give me a dum dum. Are they trying to say something to me or what? All right, are you guys ready to get after it? Let's get after it. Halloween. We, you, you asked us what we were doing, and we totally <laughs> I know, distracted. but then I got like, now we're talking about Halloween candy, and now it's just like, all right, let's fight. But let me slow down back up. Uh, it's fine. What's new? Um, nothing, nothing new for me, but I'm actually going to be gone on Halloween this year. Uh, taking a golf trip that um, was supposed to happen almost two years ago, and it finally got pushed back to Halloween of this year, so. That should there be another go. podcast. Should Christians golf? <laughs> <laughs> that might if, be you're, more if you're godly. <laughs> where, <laughs> where are you going golfing? I'm going to Oregon. This is a 40th birthday trip, and now I'm almost, I'm, I'll be 41 and a half on this birthday. Um, so, yeah, Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. Now, if somebody said they were going on a golf trip, I'd think like Arizona, Florida, somewhere down south. Oregon wouldn't have been... Yeah, top five courses in the top one hundred in the in the nation at one resort. You have to be so good to golf there, or would they let anybody? 
They want your money, Jake. In they other don't words, care how, could anybody yeah, that Jake can pay. golf there? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Thankfully, it will got Jake back, golf so. there? No. <laughs> Anything new with, with you guys? Not a whole lot. Love in the fall. Good change of season, change of pace. Yeah, love fall. Favorite season of the year. We're in our new house, so that's that's really encouraging. So we're looking forward to October thirty first and getting some candy. Why is fall your favorite season? Because it is mine too. Football, weather, yeah. leaves, hunting season. That hunting yeah. came fourth there, Matt. In no particular order. Okay, yeah, yeah, correct. In no particular order. You're yeah. just trying to wait on that one. Yeah. He knows that Jake's a vegan, so he doesn't know. Try not to offend his body is a lesser brother. Yeah. A very large temple. Matthew, right. Matthew, you got something big coming up. I feel like we mentioned this on a previous podcast, Say but my again. family is going out on a bike ride. We are starting on, mon- on Monday, uh, October 2nd, and we are starting in Wycliffe, Kentucky, and we're riding to Lake Providence, Louisiana. So it's, you say like we're gonna go on a bike ride. Yeah. When I think of that, I'm like, we just went around the neighborhood in my family. Yeah, but you're going 500 miles. 500 miles. Yeah. yeah. So we are really pumped about it. We do a fundraising ride for some friends in the Dominican Republic, and so we love them and what they're doing down there. And so we hit up social media and get all crazy. And um, yeah, it's a lot of fun just hanging out with my boys and my wife. And again, it's stressful at times, but you get creative on those longer rides and meet lots of cool people. So we're excited to continue our journey down the Mississippi. That's cool. Yeah. So when, when again do you leave? Uh, we're heading out uh, October 2nd. So, yep. And then we, it'll be about an eight or nine day ride, depending on the weather. So looks like it's going to be in the nineties. So that's tough. Wow, wow. That's tough. So that's like, Sam, this is going to air, this will be air closer to Halloween, yeah. right? Yeah. So you'll already be. Yep. I made it. Yes. Hey, you're back. <laughs> Lord willing. Lord willing, yes. I didn't get eaten by an alligator. Uh, all right, let me frame in this conversation. Halloween can be a controversial uh, topic among Christians. So just what do you do with it? It's one of those things where it's like, is this Christ against culture? Is it Christ in culture? Is it Christ above culture? Is it something you reject? Is it something you redeem? Is it something you receive? And very good and godly people have different viewpoints on that. Um Hopefully those we didn't really talk too often or too much before this, but hopefully those different viewpoints are represented in our conversation. But we do want to help you think biblically about things that come our way, and Halloween is one of those things. So we're going to have a conversation about uh, maybe some perspectives for Christians to have when it comes to celebrating Halloween or not celebrating Halloween. Uh, so as we jump into that, does anybody want to just kind of give us a background of the history of Halloween? Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants it. Okay, it's hard. I look, I looked it up because just doing the research. Do you have the research? I mean, there's a few different tales as to yeah, how I know, it, I it came this. to being. So it just depends on what you subscribe to. I feel like because some of it is spiritual, some of it it's more of a celebration, like a memory, like a memorial day for the dead. Um, some of the things that speculation of how it began, but no one knows the, the date or the time. And yeah, I thought. Um, Focus on the Family wrote up a good history of Halloween. I thought that was pretty informative. Um, I just don't remember it off the top of my head. So you have um, All Hallows Eve, or it's All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, it was an ancient Celtic festival that was very pagan. Um, 
I mean, even even as some of our traditions that are rooted back in like putting a lit gourd or something on your front porch was supposed to keep spirits away. Or this was like the night that kind of the veil between the living and the dead was pulled back and they would go out. They would believe the dead would rise and kind of walk around. So if you dress up, then maybe they won't bother you type of thing. So there's a lot of like kind of pagan beliefs, fairies and goblins are intermixed in that kind of Celtic tradition. St. Patrick comes to Ireland um, along with some other missionaries, and it gets less popular. But they don't reject it. They try to Christianize it. So they take and say, how, how can we bring Christian celebrations? Because you're all celebrating it this time, so let's just kind of baptize it into some Christian stuff. And um, then Puritans in America were really against Halloween, um, which I love the Puritans. So, Matthew, maybe that's some points for you later. Uh they were really opposed to Halloween, but when Irish and Scottish immigrants increased in North America is when popularity of Halloween increased in North America as well. Um, so now we have trick-or-treating, costumes, pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns, parties. It's, it's one of the biggest grossing holidays in America. $12 billion a year it's crazy. spent on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Three point, I think 3.1 was spent on candy last year. I think I read like, a, like a third of all candy sold throughout the year sold for that one day yeah. or something oh. like that. Just, just ridiculous. That's like I think uh, it's followed up chicken by Valentine's wings in the Super Bowl. Day, isn't it? What's that? The candy sales is followed up by Valentine's Day, which doesn't hold a candle to sales on a Halloween. Yeah. That's crazy. What's interesting is the candy that's sitting out here in front of us <laughs> is candy that Michael sent his kids to fetch last <laughs> Every time I talk, my kids Sam gives fetch. me a Tootsie Roll, which is one of my favorite candies. So I'm just enjoying this, Sam. While um, you hate on me, I just know that I put those Tootsie Rolls in Sam's pocket for you before this, Matthew, because wow. I know you love them. I know you guys love me. We Thank do. you. And you, you have a spot. I won't say where it is, lest it get raided every Sunday morning, that we can all go as staff and just take your kids' candy. Yeah. And we're grateful. Totally. I mean, one of the pieces of candy literally says uh, Smarties Easter on it right now because that it's, it's been in the special stash since Easter. All the good candy's gone yeah. by this point. Your kids got that at a Christian's house, trick or treating. <laughs> but even just back to your point, to, to bring it back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, man. Uh, you look at Halloween and the history of it. There's definitely lots of pagan influence. There's there's some you know you could argue maybe some uh, religious influence, and they've kind of all just come together through varying centuries and now we have Halloween the way it is today. Yeah. But it, there's no doubt that like its original part was like, it was from like an occult pagan practice. Sure. Mm-hmm. No Which, doubt about that. So is Christmas. Correct. And, and Easter, Easter. And birthdays. Yeah. And right. Sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it was a very common thing for Christians to try to Christianize pagan holidays mm-hmm. as a way of kind of confronting pagan celebrations and bringing about uh, Christian celebrations in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, everyone at this table has kids. Everybody at this table was a kid. First question, did you trick-or-treat growing up? I yes. did trick-or-treat, yes. No. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did once. You did once? <laughs> once, yeah. Okay. It's a rebellious year in my life. The, what did you, <laughs> was what, were you, dressed, were really you dressed up that year? Or you just went and get candy? I just went to get candy. You didn't put on a costume? No, I don't think I did. All right. For those of us that 
did, what what costume do you remember being? Anything you remember dressing up as? I remember being as a kindergartner, Casper the Friendly Ghost, <laughs> which is like the, the the costume of all the ones that I wore that I remember like the, the most for some yeah. reason. Maybe it was my first one. I have no Economical idea, parents that just throw econo- a sheet yep, over their throw kid. Throw a sheet yeah. over you, get yourself a cheap plastic mask, and go be a friendly ghost. <laughs> but a friendly one. A friendly one, a friendly yes. One. Okay. Um, I remember, too, one year I was a clown, um, a nice <laughs> clown, you know. <laughs> Like an it clown or a nice clown? No, nice clown. <laughs> and I had a painted red nose. And I, before we were going trick-or-treating, I decided I was going to jump on the couch. And the red nose went straight on the couch. And it was stained for as long as I remember. Wow. Um, and then I also remember being a California raisin. I don't know if you remember oh, yeah, all yeah. that. Those are what was the restaurant? Hardee's. 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 Yeah, Hardee's. You could get <laughs> California raisins. Yeah, so I was <laughs> California the raisin. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was a cool no. kid. My dad, being a football coach, he just brought home pads. Like, here you go. Here's your costume. <laughs> Every year. Yeah, <laughs> He'll be a football player. Um, so that was us. All right. So we have kids. Uh, do you celebrate Halloween in your house? Or what does that look like? Celebrate Halloween. I don't, I don't know how. Do like, you participate in the Halloween festivals? Festivities. Our kids go around the neighborhood, they get dressed up in costumes, and they love candy. And we invite people over, and we um, we love getting to know our neighbors. I'd say the same thing. I mean, it's one of those times where our kids get excited. We walk around with various families around the neighborhood, get to know people who we didn't, go to different neighborhoods within the town and do the same thing. Yeah, I'm the guy that we don't. Um, we usually plan something, watch a movie, hang out, or go to a restaurant or something like that. And so we don't go out, don't participate. Yeah. I feel like I need to just be on your team. You're standing Thanks, alone. I, I mean, I'm not going to, but I feel. <laughs> I just say. Like, All I can think about right now is the Sandy on I can argue both sides. You stand strong. <laughs> One of the interesting things doing this, just from a pastoral perspective in our church, is we're. In a, in our church, there is a variety of convictions about Halloween, and we're there's people listening to this that uh, fully participate in Halloween. I'm going to say there's probably families that listen to this that probably fully unwisely participate in Halloween, and then there's some that just totally don't do anything with it. And I, wherever you're at. We, I want to honor your conscience mm-hmm. as a follower yeah. of Jesus. And um, we're just going to talk about maybe how we think about it biblically to come to those yeah. conclusions. But hopefully nobody feels like your viewpoint is looked down upon, unless it's just like foolish engagement mm-hmm. and you need to bring some wisdom into into those things. Yeah, I think there's just lots of freedom in this. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. There's um, what is what's your conscience? You better stick to that. Because if not, that's you're not honoring the Lord. Um, but like, there's freedom among the. I think of it. This is not apples to apples, but I think like even like schooling options, right? Like, mm. oh, homeschool, public school, private school. There's freedom in that. Um, I think of that pretty similarly to this. Mm-hmm. Well, and even just that, whether it's schooling or Halloween or anything else, rather than just saying, "Well, we do this because it's what we've always done." It's well, we do this mm-hmm. because, like you're saying, conscious, but also because. God's word says this, therefore we're compelled to do this or not do that. And so I think the goal today is to help provide a variety of sides that help people be biblically formed and informed. 
and actually let their biblical worldview guide what they do versus, oh, this is what I think I should do or not do. Yeah. Why? Mm, well, yeah. Uh, Right. If, if someone asks we've you, always done. why do you celebrate Halloween? And you're like, I don't know. The kids want to. That's probably a bad Correct. response. Yes. yes. Right. Yep. You need yep. to think a little bit more missionally, a little bit more biblically mm-hmm. on your on your answer to that. So when it comes to Halloween, is it something to receive? Is it something to uh, redeem? Or is it something to reject? So receive, it's just like, yeah, participate, have fun, enjoy it. Redeem would be like, um, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it different. It's like the trunk or treat or the church that has their own thing. Or I'm going to get together with a group of friends that we're going to dress up like Bible characters. Everybody bring candy or something like that. That'd be like redeem or reject is like, no, it's an, it has evil origins. It's, it's not something that Christians should associate with whatsoever. So receive, redeem, reject. I'm throwing it out there. What do you think? You threw out three terms there. I remember the sermon series when we were going through First Corinthians, and you talked about truth, conviction, and preference. And I think absolutes, yeah, convictions, and absolutes preferences. to truth. We're not we're not here talking about is is it okay to lie? Yeah. No, it, it is not okay to lie. There's no way um, you know that that is okay. You know, and then a conviction is something you think you see in the scriptures, you, you point it out, but it, there's still op- some open endedness there. And then there's preference. Like I cannot back, I cannot back up my opinions on Halloween with Bible, biblical text. There's no thou shalt not participate in Halloween. I think where a lot of it gets lost in is how you present your ideas to other mm. people because I have a preference in Halloween, and I will happily talk with you about it, but I'm not going to preach it. It is not another gospel that I can just spout onto people. And I would probably put this in the conviction category, because I think an absolute is the authority of Scripture, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Like, this is clear in Scripture. A conviction might be like, hey, this is a gray area. Um, Different Christians may have, like, I have different views on tattoos, mm-hmm. alcohol, homeschooling, public schooling. There's no like chapter and verse that addresses those things specifically or, or kind of maybe cultural context brings some confusion to them. But there are verses in the Bible that lead me to the conclusions that I have. Mm-hmm. That would be a conviction. And then preferences are just kind of like your own opinions and um, that aren't just like what relax. candy do you like? What candy do you like? Yeah. yeah. So I think the Halloween one is a conviction. There should be scripture that's driving you to receive it or reject it or redeem it. Um, and we may like point to different scriptures. There's just a tension that doesn't lead us to make an absolute conclusion. So in the name of brotherhood and unity, don't treat this as an absolute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't mm-hmm. say like, how can you call yourself a Christian and X or that? So we want to give I, some grace in that. I would say to that end too, because if you go with Halloween to to a truth, and maybe this is too much for you, but I would say then you really need to you really need to go visit Christmas. You know, you really need mm-hmm. to go and visit what Easter is yeah, too, for sure, and carry it through because trying to find that right balance of of you know what what does Scripture say or what is worth celebrating. Yeah. So. So I mean, I might. I'm struggling with this because, like you said, like receive it is like, yeah, let's let's participate in it and redeem it. It's like the the fall festival or the trunk or treat. I think there's other ways to redeem it and still like participate in. Like I would say, like people are coming to your house. Like 
when does that ever happen? Like in the past, you would have like your evangelism night where you like knocked on people's doors and you want to tell them about Jesus. What are you other- the guy that hands out testaments? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're that guy. No, not at all. I like, I'm just saying like we have an opportunity for in some neighborhoods, like dozens, if not hundreds of people coming to your house. What a great way to get to know your neighbors potentially. And so, um, what, and yeah, what would you say to the Christian is saying, wouldn't it be better to knock on your neighbor's door and say, can I tell you about Jesus than to say, can I have some candy? I mean, would it be better if you walk to your, I'm just yeah. listening. Like what would like, well, maybe we should distinguish ourselves more and, and knock on the doors and make it clear. Like, how would you answer? And that that's objection? what I'm saying. Like redeem this night, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are there, is this the only time that I'm interacting with my neighbors? Man, I sure hope not. Because sure. like, we've gone to their house, we've invited them over. We just had a neighborhood like cookout in our front yard the other day. Like, so they know me. But like, here's another chance for potential neighbors to come in, and you may not know all those neighbors, but on this night, you might get to know a few more. So yeah, that's where I would redeem it. Halloween when we lived in Arizona, Halloween was a big deal because it's like right when the weather is just getting gorgeous. And you go out and everybody's on their driveway with their fire pits. Mm-hmm. And it's not just candy. They're like making chili for everybody. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is a huge social yeah. gathering. That, wasn't that right was there. us in Louisiana yeah. as well. It's yeah. huge. But here it's like, is it going to snow on Halloween? <laughs> is it going to be nice? <laughs> yeah. Quite no. Yeah. So how about receive, redeem, reject? Yeah, I, I agree with Michael. I mean, there's we we don't we don't redeem it like oh we're going to do something totally different than what everyone else is doing, but it's like no. You, you look at this night, and even last year being new to the area, I remember just being in Mount Vernon, and we were same thing bonfire on the driveway, tons of kids, tons of people coming through who we didn't know, and just kind of an opportunity to be able to meet new people, have our kids interact with with people. They were trick, you know. So it's like this is a great opportunity where the whole city's outside, and what what a great way to to just be missional there and mm-hmm. build relationships, get to know people. Yeah, you're not going and saying, you know, the gospel, every conversation you have, but it's one more opportunity to be able to really care for, be generous, get to know your neighbor better. That's it. Oh, go ahead. I think for people like who, who lean towards even my own convictions on this too, of like, that is, it's easier to preach to the people who are, have my whole, my convictions too, of like how you represent yourself is so essential because are these people ever going to come back? If you're yelling people at people who are crossing your yard from your doorstep, like, are you having those other conversations year round with them? Like, would they ever come to you and say like, man, you're so hopeful. Like I, I would love to meet with you another time, you know? And, and just to represent that well, though, it's might be a passion of yours or though your corner of your yard might get walked on. I was I was thinking like I think there's still Excuse whoa me. bless it this candy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking there are um, there are parts of this that you want to like reject though right there's uh, the overindulgence the overspending the overeating that like the adult parties that have come along with this yeah. the excess drinking the sensuality of it the immodesty like there's a lot to reject about it so just to say like put me in the category of redeem i'm like well i think there's there's a a bunch that we need to reject about it too and this is probably the heart of my concern for halloween still with the past two is is the demonic i i don't think 
I add to what you say, just the concern for those who fool around with, with demonic. I mean, I, that is not something I think to be toyed around with, even with plastic horns and a plastic fork. I just think that's and something I, that shouldn't be messed with. I, I agree. I think we need a broader perspective of demonic. Demonic is not just the Satan costume. It's the slutty nurse costume. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the inappropriate costumes in your adult parties that just like, it's not just goblins and witches and it, there's immorality beyond just the celebration of Halloween, but in Halloween that doesn't look demonic for your adult parties, but also for your children. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Like to really, like really nobody's going to see that really you're not going to look like Come on, yeah. like let's be real here. This is that can be demonic. That can be it does, has no benefit for your soul or the or your spouse's soul, and and it leads to nothing good. Yeah. I, I was talking to a friend who was at a, a neighborhood stopped by a neighborhood party during Halloween, and it was it was a costume party, but he didn't get the memo. Uh, so like once <laughs> without a costume, got to talking with somebody who was wearing a very inappropriate costume. Um, and in the course of the conversation, like, oh yeah, I go to Veritas. <laughs> so my friend is like, I met one of your people. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I get more concerned about adults at Halloween and less concerned about kids dressing up in maybe more like an innocent costume. My, my five-year-old a couple of years ago wanted to be the moon. That was that was what he wanted to be for Halloween. I'm like, how do you find a moon costume? Well, we found it. So he was the moon. Uh, somebody else was an astronaut. But like, so those type of like innocent costumes and getting candy. I'm like, that's fine. I'm more concerned about the adult, the college student, the high schooler that's going to the party and ending up in. Man, you're in some dark stuff. You're in some sinful places. Um, yeah, more concerned about how Satan's scheming that than just mm-hmm. the innocence of yeah. a kid getting candy and wanting to dress up. Uh, Johnny, when you're dressed up like Cy from Duck Dynasty and and dressed Rudy up like a duck, <laughs> she yes. didn't know any better. Yes. But then she goes to school and they have like that costume parade and she's this duck and every other little girl's like this princess and now she's like I'm just a duck (laughs) (laughs) you mentioned something though Matthew that made me think of this I was reading a few articles and Philippians 127 says only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ and it goes on to say a few more things but um whether it's Halloween or November 5th or whatever other date it is we as Christians need to be doing life and living life and having an attitude of somebody who has been redeemed Mm mm-hmm Right. And so you, you talk about like Halloween being an ex- excuse to, oh, I'm going to dress in this, or I'm going to drink this, or I'm going to eat this, or I'm going to partake in this. Like, well, no. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Halloween or any other night, you, you don't have the, the freedom to sin because it's October 31st. Right. And so, does the way you're carrying yourself in any environment, whether it's Halloween or anything else, does it reflect the life of somebody who's been redeemed by Christ or not? Mm-hmm. I think of First Peter 5, 8, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Like, he doesn't just do that on October 31st. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, 364 other days, he's still prowling around. And he. so if you're not watchful and sober-minded over, what are you watching on TV? What are you, what are you consuming? Like, 
you he's still doing the same things that he's doing on October 31st. So we got to be sober-minded and watchful all year, not just that day. I agree with you guys completely. But would you say that Halloween, and I'm not just, I, we're talking about Halloween, but I'm saying this happens at Christmas, this happens at weddings, this happens, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the big events. It kind of like brings some stuff to almost overflowing. Is, does it seem like it goes up at all on Halloween or how would you respond to that? What goes up? Just the demonic d- demonic uh i'm not and i don't even give it all the demonic it's just hard hearts revealing themselves in the party you know but i mean some of the alcoholism some of the just expanses on yeah, i think any celebration sinners find permission mm-hmm. to sin yeah, yeah. Because I, I agree with you. Like, we need to watch out for November 5th. And have you thought about November 27th? And then there's December yeah. 7th. You know, you like in going through that. So certainly. There is a connection. It's not like Hollywood is coming out with horror movies around, you know, mm-hmm. around on, Easter. On Christmas. Yeah. Right. yeah it's right. it's connect. There is a connection between, you know, those that type of reality mm-hmm. to this holiday. Mm-hmm. And I think of um, uh, Isaiah five, like what are those who call evil good and good evil? And I and I think it's so easy to start blurring some of those lines. Again, the same things are available to you on November first and October thirtieth. But but calling evil good, good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness? Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? And um, that's more than just in your trick or treat bag too, of just perverting what like uh, or even just partaking in it too, whether it's a Super Bowl party or whether it's Halloween. I mean, there's just that calling to holiness to us as believers. And I think there's a time for some in, in our lives too. And that's where I lean a little bit more towards not participating, not using as a platform to preach to people about like, Oh, you should never do this. Your kids shouldn't do this. Or, or hearing stories from kids about, Oh, I got this on Halloween. Like, that's great. Like, I'm not here to crush their little hearts by any means. Um, you steal their Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> I just steal their Tootsie Rolls. That's all I want. Give me your Tootsie Rolls and I'll let it go. No. <laughs> but, um, but just, just that, again, that concern, it's, and that this is how I fleshed it out in my family to be like, Hey, we're just not going to participate and you go do your thing. What about, um, haunted houses? Do you think Christians should? I mean, that's a little different than dressing up like a princess and getting some candy from your neighbors. Why would you say, like, we're going to go to a haunted house? I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible way to do this podcast. You just have a lot of silence <laughs> right. here. Well, and I, I'm even thinking, like, my initial reaction would be to say no because I have younger kids, but is my, my reasoning because I don't want them to have nightmares. Or, or is it something more spiritual? Like, yeah. like is is it a more practical answer, or is or is it a more spiritual answer? Mm. Um, and I'm having a hard time saying one or the other. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I I would not take my kids to a haunted house Correct. right now. Because, yeah. but but again, is it like, like from a biblical lens or just like All I don't right. want to wake up in the middle of the night and because okay. they're scared? Pastors, yeah. Veritas Church. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a family that comes up to you. We got three teenagers, 15, 16, and 17. And they're saying, hey, they, we were going to go to this haunted house. Um, it's called uh, Satan's Maze. Um, it's supposed to be really good. What do you think? <laughs> oh, man. 
I mean, I would say that's probably not the best for you. Yeah. That, like, I don't know that that's the most, is that going to be the most God honoring? Like, have you thought about this biblically? I'm probably going to press in and ask a lot of questions to see if they've considered it at all. Like, um, like, or is it just like, I want to hear what my pastor says. I'm going to just do what my pastor says. Like, go to the Bible art. Yeah. Do you have convictions over that's it? Good. Some of those types of questions first. So what would be the push? What would, how would you push back pastorally? What questions would you want to ask him? I mean, I mean, just what's what's your motivation for going? Like what? I want to have a good time. I heard it was I heard it was fun. Yeah. Uh, who's who's putting it on? What is their, their agenda? I mean, how? What what is your plan to speak truth into the life of your fourteen, fifteen, sixteen year old? If things come up to combat that, I, mean, I think there's lots of things that you got to be thinking through than just haphazardly. Yeah, let's just do it. What about you, fundamentals, Matthew? Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm going to go to my counseling meeting. <laughs> um, boy, I mean, I would just I would just plead with them to find another form. I mean, th- there's, there's, there's an element of entertainment that's um, – that rides a line of like, okay, like this was nice and fine. It didn't benefit me any. That one seems to go past neutral into – potentially not benefiting. I think that we can have a discussion on ghosts and the spiritual realm too and stuff like that. And I think the Lord is Lord of all and, and bigger than all those things. Um, and so ultimately what happens in a haunted house is nothing, but it's also just some of it is evil or a symbolizing of evil. And, and just to say like, yeah, not legalistically. I mean, just to think about it, like, where do you stand? Like, how is this beneficial for your soul? How is it beneficial entertainment? Um, and what what's the outcome of this, too? I mean, it reminds me of Philippians 4, right? Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever is honorable, whatever's just, and that goes on pure, lovely, commendable, if anything, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these th- such things. It feels like, hey, you're going through quote unquote Satan's maze. Like, is this yeah. the best thing yeah. for you to be thinking about all the time? Considering, like, is this ex- worthy of praise? Because I go back to also like First Corinthians ten. Everything's you know permissible. It's not all beneficial though, mm-hmm. and this may not be the most beneficial thing for your godliness to put yourself around this type of evil and the celebration of evil. And, and going maybe a bit further too is like we have hope in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why do we go and dabble in death or fear um, or craziness? And again, I don't have a Bible verse that just brings me to that too, but the things that I consistently see from Genesis to revelation is this, there's this hope, Jesus is coming and he comes and Jesus is coming again and he comes and there's life and peace in him. And there's God is not a God of chaos. And, just wrestling with, I mean, cause this can go on to other forms of entertainment too, but just wrestling with like, why, why submit yourself to this? I mean, it's, it's, there are truly seriously fearful things that we struggle with fear about. Why go entertain yourself with yeah. fear and, and, and death? Um, because I, I'm not going to die. I'm going to be with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even just what a, what a redeemed person, like, is that the wise thing to do is to go to, what was it? Satan's maze. Yeah, I just made that up. I don't, <laughs> yeah, right. That was pretty specific. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that raises a lot of questions. Jake, what are your thoughts? Um, I I think we love our freedom, and yep. we're so we're so cautious to tell anybody that they shouldn't do something. And I think we feel this freedom 
as American Christians, I can do whatever I want. And there's some stuff that's like, that's really foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to make light of the realities of a demonic world. As Christians, we believe in Satan. We believe mm-hmm. in the demons. We believe in evil. Um, and we don't want to make light of it. Um, <clears throat> I do think there... Uh, well, I'd say this. I think Halloween is an opportunity to shine light on it, too, though. Because as Christians, we don't fear death. Right. We don't fear um, evil. It's been conquered. There's victory in Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that Hollywood uh, lies is that always portrays evil as this force that's victorious, you know, and and any kind of exorcism situation, the scared priest comes in and gets his butt kicked. And it's just like, that's not reality. Like he who is in us is greater than he who's in the world. We don't have to fear these evil spirits coming in and like we have our savior who is victorious over us. So I think there's a sense of like, Hey, let's not make light of that Mm because it's real. Yeah. But let's also not be afraid of it yeah. because we have a conquering Savior. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, I would say Halloween is something that you can cautiously receive. I'm with you, Michael. I'd put it it's somewhere in between receive and redeem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, but not just for the festivities. I still think Christians have to be missionally minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Let's go meet our neighbors. Let's interact with – this is what our culture's doing. We don't have to be afraid of – being cursed because we have a conquering savior. Um, hey, I don't think you should dress up like a demon, but let's put on, you know, this costume. Football and, pads. Yeah, let's put on some football pads. Let's go yeah. interact. So I think there's a cautious receiving yeah. of it. Like be wise, be missional, be intentional. And I would say, just like Paul addressed um, with the meat sacrifice to idols, it's yeah. like he said, hey, you know yeah. that there's only one true God. So yeah. you can eat it. But this guy, yeah. like he grew up sacrificing that to idols. That's going to wreck him. Like he yeah. shouldn't do that. And I think there's some people, it's like, oh, you were saved out of the occult. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Like that has so much more meaning to you than it, that this neighbor would have never thought that putting a pumpkin was out in their front porch is how you keep spirits away. Right. Or, like, so I do think it depends on your background. Mm-hmm. In that, I even think like Halloween decorations at least have gotten so much more, I don't know, dramatic if you want to call it that, but it's like, wow, people put more decoration up for Halloween sometimes than Christmas. And it's like, oh, you got yeah. graveyards and you got this and you got. Yeah, you're pretty so, passionate. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you need an extra garage for that. Uh, but and I mean, the amount of money, like, yes. was, it was at Menards the other day. I'm like, there's a 12 foot skeleton for $400. Wow. I got a lot of things I want to spend right. my money on more than yeah. that. But I mean, even thinking through some of that stuff, like this is a parent, I think you can, you can be like, well, we're, we're just not going to drive home that way because or it's like, or you can have a conversation with your kids about, yeah. about that and, and how Christ is victorious right. and how people who aren't in Christ do fear death. And they, and so it's just, I don't know. I think every opportunity is an opportunity just to have conversations mm-hmm. and really educate those who, who don't know, maybe even the history or some of the implications. It, it's, you need to be wise about yeah. it mm-hmm. so you can, yeah. you can interact with it appropriately. And I mm-hmm. think there's a situation like just to, you know, hit the beehive a little bit that it's the, the Christians that are like, how could you ever celebrate Halloween? 
while they're on their way to their yoga class. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know yoga's history? Yeah. Yeah. Because I got some problems there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or, well, we don't let our kids trick or treat. Okay, well, he's down in the basement playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. don't have selective holiness here yeah. in those situations. Yeah. But and that's, I think, the key thing, too, because even if you don't choose not to participate in it, I feel like a lot of us, when we come past and we look at the house, we're like, oh, those people are lost or they're toast, you know, or whatever you say, right? You're like, that That doesn't help anything. Like, mm-hmm. let's have a conversation. Like, that's a gospel conversation with our children about death yeah. or about... You know, like watching out for, you know, some of the things of this world, you know, but, but it's not like, let's just write that neighbor off. Like maybe that should be the neighbor you go visit for sure you know, yeah. next week or invite them to the Christmas Eve service or do something with them rather than just tell your kids like, oh, this is the dumbest holiday ever. Or like we don't participate. Like, no, that is not the way. Like don't bury yourself in the basement and cover your ears, you know, participate communicate about it not yeah. just write off the people who participate yeah because it, it reminds me of what we're, we're we're getting ready to talk about this in james right james 1 14 and 15 but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire then desire when it's conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown brings forth to death like your sinfulness it, like halloween's not bringing sinfulness to you like yeah. that's your like what's going on within you and so it just like we can't just say it's the it's just the video games that do it. It's just Halloween that does it. Like, no, you're like sinful nature is what creates this. I would say like sometimes Christians participation with Halloween is kind of like non-Christians participation with Christmas. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. things have meaning and you don't know yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you know, Christmas is not about that. And I, there's issues of like, you're making way big deal of Santa Claus or the Easter bunny. Like you've distorted this. And sometimes Christians' engagement with the Halloween is like, yeah, you don't know the history of that. You don't like there's there's ignorance and participation in those holidays. But we should learn because where I would say cautiously receive it. If you want to go trick or treat and interact with your neighborhood and have a good time, yes. Don't play with the Ouija board. Right. Yeah. Don't get out tarot cards. Right. Don't watch movies about exorcism. Mm-hmm. I think there are some things where it's like, those are doorways to evil yes. that you want to avoid. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where it's like foolishly embracing it. It's like, oh yeah, it's Halloween. So we're all going to go to Satan's maze and then we're going to come back and watch the exorcist. And I got a Ouija board. Let's play with that later. Yeah. Like that's foolishness. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And don't hate on the people who choose not to participate. Yeah. Like, cause they, they are free not to participate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Matthew and I are going to be still great friends, even though we I'm think totally, about Halloween. I'm coming to your house to trick or treat. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Lights think, on or off. Even though we think about it differently, like, there are, we can be godly brothers and sisters to each other, treat people with grace and kindness, and have different convictions, even in the same church on this one. Absolutely. And my hope with a podcast like this is that we get to the end of this and somebody hears this like, oh, I hadn't really thought about the origins of Halloween. I haven't thought biblically. I've just done it because that's what we've always done. Yeah. 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 And you need to think missionally, live missionally, pursue yeah. holiness. But it's, it is an issue of conscience. Don't, yeah. don't lead somebody to violate their conscience on this. If somebody is convicted about engaging in Halloween, honor that and don't try to lead them to violate their conscience. Mm -hmm. And if somebody 
does participate in Halloween, I think as Christian brothers and sisters, we can ask, hey, help me. Why do you do that? Mm -hmm. And if they're not giving good missional answers to engage in their community and reach and meet their neighbors, and it's just about festivities, it's a good thing to push in on it. Say, hey, no, have have better Bible-driven reasons for that. Absolutely. Yeah. So any other counsel you would give um, people in our church when it comes to celebrating Halloween or not? You mentioned something. This isn't even that, that big of a, a thing necessarily, but you just, I don't know what you said, but um, I think it's easy for us to form an opinion and then think that that opinion is right and then look down on others who, who don't think that that's true, right? So, but even take that a step farther and the, you, you have lots of lost neighbors, right? And so this Halloween as they're putting up this costume or doing this or going to this party or wearing this, you know, you mentioned slutty nurse or, uh, mm-hmm. suit or whatever, like rather than be like, I'm so much better than they are. I mean, have compassion on the fact that they're doing that, looking for fulfillment, worth, identity, value, love, somewhere that's never going to give that. And so instead of like looking down on that person, have compassion for that person, pray for that person, reach out to that person. What do you do do if it's not your non-Christian neighbor that wore that inappropriate costume Halloween party? It's somebody in your connection group. Yeah. Then I think think you have a completely different conversation. Yeah. What, what conversation? But you have a conversation. Correct. Yeah, yeah, you have a conversation. Um, I think you bring it to their attention. Like, what was your intent in doing this? Why did you wear this? Do you know that uh, wearing this or doing this or drinking this or going here, like the implications of that? I think you, you confront them on that. Yeah. That's good. My alarm just went off. Sam noticed the background noise. I quick shut it off. But uh, I had an alarm for 9, noon, and 3, and 9 is when... We don't know for sure, but according to the Gospels, like um, around that time, Jesus was hung on the cross, mm. and then at three, he he died. It is finished, and then at noon, it talks about when it went dark. Mm. And here we are talking about Halloween. The noon alarm just went yeah. off. About uh, there is a darkness yeah. to around Halloween, yeah. but if you are a Christian who participates in it, you have to understand that. Because Christ sacrificed on the cross, he has beaten yeah. darkness. Yeah. Like there is resurrection into that. So where there are scary things in Halloween, uh, they, we don't have to fear them. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just encourage you to not to take those things lightly, but don't uh, give them more power than he that is in you. Um, so hopefully that this conversation can be helpful, uh, but like Michael said, this should not be a point of division. And there are good and godly people in our church that come to different conclusions. Honor each each other in that. And always uh, think biblically in everything that you do. Love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritaschurch.org and put podcast in the subject line.